God damn it! In front of a radio person as well, I'm mortified. Oh, dude, my entire blue career <laughs> is longer than my show. Okay. You're fine. Welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm Neve Marr and I'm delighted to welcome my guest panellists for this week. News Talks technology correspondent and host of Tech Talk, Jess Kelly is here and our very own Orla Condon from Her.E is here as well. Ladies, you're very welcome to the show. Hi. Hello, hello. That was a big breath I took there. Yeah, but it was all for Jess's title and not mine. <laughs> it is I the longest title in the world. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I don't know if it was ever going to end. I always just say tech core and people are like, sorry, what? Mm. I'm like, You're like, don't get make me it. say the full thing, please. It's very long. You don't like the word correspondent? Well, it's just, it's it's a mouthful. It's tricky to spell. There are too many letters. It's tricky to say straight before tech talk. To be honest with you, I'm pretty proud that I got through that. Yeah, mm. there's a lot of alliteration going on as well there. Yeah. As well. yeah. yeah. Great I job. Nailed it. Oh, thank you. Thank straight you so much. In well thank you. Um, I feel like I need a break now. Before we get into it, though, and that's this week's episode. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. And um, before we get into it, we're going to play our favorite game. So it's called Six Words or Less, and it's for our listeners and our readers of Her.ie who may not know who you are. So you have to describe yourself in six words or less. And I think we're going to go to Orla first. Now you've done this before. I have done this before mm. uh, a long time ago, many a day ago. But I think I'm breaking the rules here. Do we count hyphenated words as one word? Oh, controversial. I know. I know. I'm going Very straight in. I feel like the confidence of being here once before is making me cocky you know? it really depends on what the word I'd is go okay. for it, I think for it. yeah I'm going to go with Jess Yolo. on this sorry Neve. Uh okay so ultimate tea drinker count that as two wait tea drinker is ultimate tea drinker because that's hyphenated you're hyphenating tea drinker yeah mm. I wouldn't let that in I'm, I, just I have a backup I did I was like you know what I could get called on this okay go on I'm going to go with it anyway ultimate tea drinker lazy ankle shaver dedicated Netflix binger Jesus Christ that's like uh, that's no at least 11 no, words alright well <laughs> it's done now so that's recording right perfect yeah. that was really good though very I think it does I think it's really descriptive I so really I like worth. the ankle shaver so obviously mm. you only shave your ankles for I'd say 11 months of the year yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. why why go higher you know I why why put your razor through that you know I understand why put your legs through that why doesn't it's not necessary necessary at all? Yeah, you are disqualified though from the game, so okay. you lose, Jess. Yeah, see, I was going to think of something really funny and all the rest, but I'm very competitive, and so I'm delighted that you've well, lost. I've, yeah, it's not a game, but I've won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's um, true. So again, I had some people in. We threw things around. You know, had a bit of a brainstorming sesh, and I, I didn't know we could schedule with, time in the diary for this. Oh, lads, this has been my week. <laughs> Do you not get people in? No. Uh, so this is what my people came up with, and we're going to trademark it. So don't even think Your about people. it. people. Yeah, okay. I have people. Uh, so it's nerd with glasses talks about tech because you have to mention the glasses I'm a bit of a dork I talk about tech it's accurate and I win so it doesn't matter that it's shit it's really yeah. accurate you do win wow I'm really competitive I really don't feel any loss here at all <laughs> I just don't know if you needed people to come up with that but you know well, let's don't this is really like this I am a guest on your show <laughs> okay that was brilliant you win Jess you present Tech Talk yes. which is a weekly show on News Talk where you basically you decode jargon that's what it says yeah. on the website obviously I did my research you did you, you answer copy and paste job there exactly. well you answer questions <laughs> I'm loving how sarcastic yeah. this episode already is. It's you great. answer questions, you try out tech stuff. So tell yeah. us, what is the best part about your job? Uh, the best part about my job, and you know, it may seem a bit like worthy and dull, but I love explaining things to people in a way that isn't intimidating. So so many people, you know, email in questions every week, and it's my favorite thing. So on a Monday, I spend hours just emailing people back because they say, "Look, I've bought an iPod," or and this is like how basic it is. I've okay. bought an iPod, and I don't know how to get Johnny Cash 
cash onto the iPod. Can you just explain it to me? And something as basic as getting music onto a music listening device. I love helping helping people with that. And then it goes into the more extreme. So you get a lot of parents concerned about what their kids are doing online. And, you know, so many people say they feel powerless when it comes to parenting in the digital age. Mm -hmm. And obviously I don't have all the answers, but I I have suggestions and I have things that might work. And so I love being able to explain something that seems really difficult in a not so difficult way. That's my favourite bit, That's aside lovely. from all the gadgets. It's re- That's really nice. So I basically, go Oprah. you. Yeah, very similar. You. How yeah. do you decide then what kind of gets into the show? Because if you say that you get so many emails in and obviously yeah. if some are more basic, although I struggled with that for years, getting music onto my iPod, to be honest with you. I just that was to, actually Neve. I just she <laughs> set up a pseudo account. <laughs> I just used to go down to my friend's house and use her computer to put it onto my mm. iPod. So I didn't listen to any of my music. I just listened to, to yeah. her music for years. There's a lot of Backstreet Boys, which I wasn't mad at. Yeah. But again, sorry, I digress. Um, so what do you choose then to go onto a show? What kind of makes the cut for you? It's it, like I'm never stuck for content. Like okay. I'm never sitting there going, oh my God, what am I going to talk about this week? Mm. I'm lucky in that I have the entire new stock schedule to play with as well. So I feed into all the shows. So if there's something that I want to talk about or if there was a report I want to do, like there's a company down in Kerry called Dairy Master and they make wearables for cows. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, listen, I'm in, I'm sold, I'm going down there. <laughs> and so I flew down to Kerry. I spent the entire day with these people and I put a report about it out on the hard shoulder with Ivan Yates. And then I did half of my show from there. So it's stuff that captured my attention. Yeah, There's so much out there. So, there's so many gadgets. It's getting near impossible to distinguish one phone from another. Mm-hmm. And I found, and I said it on the show last week, I'm running out of ways to say this phone is cool. I mean, nobody goes out to make a crap phone anymore. So it has to be stellar to stand out. So what I try and do is look at how tech is impacting day-to-day life. Um, so you don't have to be tech savvy to listen to the show or to get something from the show. So everything from looking at the health service, I've, I'm in the middle of doing a big series with the HSC, looking at how tech is transforming healthcare, doing a lot about education, doing a lot about agriculture. There's no topic that I won't find a tech link to. And I try and cover that rather than the obvious stuff of isn't the iPhone deadly Yeah, because there are so many people out there doing that already in America and across Europe and so my point of difference as I said is just trying to make tech less intimidating and making you realise like you said earlier on you're not a tech savvy person Mm. but what I say to that is if you take money out of an ATM and you know if you use a leap card you're pretty all right. I mean they're both tech heavy things that you know Mm. are fairly intense so I think you know it's, it's about trying to bring people into the tech space rather than isolating or making it seem very intimidating and you have to be a genius to get it. I'm living proof that you don't. But it's funny because like maybe 10 years ago or 12 years ago a tech car would have been like kind of oh like a political correspondent technology correspondent like you're in a niche and you're doing something but like you said it's all encompassing now like tech is literally everywhere and it's about finding out what is impacting most on people's lives in a day to day so it's not even about being tech savvy anymore. No it's not at all but it's just it's saying you should know about this because it's going to impact your life it doesn't matter if it has you know a headphone jack or you know a socket plug or anything like that it's just this is something that you should know about and here's why yeah so that's kind of what I do I was watching you I know (laughs) (laughs) do not ask me that question please (laughs) what's your favourite part of your job or Oh, swiftly moving on (laughs) I watched you last week you were in New York um, and you were at a big I want to say Samsung. It was a Samsung. So I was at the launch of the Samsung Galaxy Note 9 phone. Um, So these, like, so this is kind of a, it's not a moan. So this is, I travel quite a bit with the job, right? There's always stuff going on. 
But as you know, I've been doing the, the tech car job for almost two years now. And every tech company wants to take you everywhere all the time. And they want your attention and they want you to talk about them. And so I kind of turn down more than what I take up. Yeah. Um, but the Samsung thing, I was really excited to go to because the Note 9, and I just mentioned that phones are difficult to kind of distinguish, but the Note 9 is a phablet, which is a phone slash tablet. So it's a larger screen and it has a stylus, which is a pen. So I can like write on my screen. I can manage my diary with the pen. It's super this. handy. Um, but this range of phones have gone through a bit of a turbulent period because two years ago, the Note 7 came out and this is the phone that exploded. So there was instances of this phone. Oh my phone. God, yes. yes. And people were putting it all over Twitter and they were like, my Samsung just exploded. I bought In it yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not ideal. I don't know. No, oh, like no, not ideal. Big, like it was far from ideal, but it was a big deal. And so they thought that this was going to kill off the range. And then the 8 came out last year and I actually bought this phone. I bought the Note 8 myself and I was kind of disappointed with it because the battery wasn't great. And the reason the battery wasn't great is because they were scared that it was going to blow up. So I there, <laughs> you know, mm, like measured you have to give them that. So the reason I wanted to go to New York is I wanted to be one of the first people to get hands on with this phone. And I was one of only two Irish journalists there out of, I think it was 4,000 people that were there. So that was really, really cool. And um, what is it incredible? Is it's it, incredible. Is I it have the, it on the floor, which it, shows how much I'm respecting it. Is it the future? <laughs> um, I don't know if it's the future. It's definitely getting to the, like one of the features of the phone is that you can do presentations from it. So if you're a person that That's has to do cool. PowerPoint presentations, you can hook your phone up to a monitor and use the pen as a clicker. Uh, so it's getting to the stage wow. of you know yeah. replacing your laptop. I mean, I think like the pen thing, like I saw you write on it, tech talk, and it looked really cool. On Hashtag your, branding. Yeah. <laughs> and it looked really, really cool. But yeah. like, I mean, I don't know when I would use that. But I personally just like being able to call it a phablet. Yeah, well, that's, Is that's that not just word. the only perk? It's yeah. a great word. No, but the, the practicality of the writing on the screen, I mean, it's really handy. The people in Newstock have this habit of, do you have five minutes? And you get pulled into a room for a five minute chat that turns into a half hour meeting. Mm-hmm. And you have no recollection of what's being said unless you scribble on the on the phone. Okay. So I can walk in with no notebooks, no nothing, and then just scribble down. Um, so in terms of that, it's very handy. Also shopping lists when I'm on the Lewis in the morning, I can just scribble and doodle mm. straight away. Yeah. Um, you're really selling this to me because I'm in the market for a new phone now. I'm like, maybe the Note 9. But there are so many go. phones out there, and it's just, it's really difficult because they're getting more and more expensive. Like, that phone is a thousand euro. Okay, maybe not. I'm in the market for a new phone. My phone's a piece of shit, but I, like, you know, I'm an Apple girl and I just can't yeah. see a way out, to be honest with you. Like, see, this is it. Jobs I'm, I'm, has me. He has me to the grave, you know? I'm staying strong with the Samsung ship. Like, yeah. I just have this thing about moving to iPhone. I don't want to give in, even though everyone shows me all the cool shit. It I can don't do, know how to I'm get like, out. I just don't know how to get out. Every, we can get you out. Mm. How can you get me out? Every device group. I have is an Apple product. Doesn't I'm not matter. Saying, not saying there's anything bad with that, but everything that I have is yeah. in the cloud. Yeah. And I'm afraid if I walk away from the cloud, yeah. then everything will be gone. I don't know yeah. if that's, that's true. Really it's not true. <laughs> it's not true. We can get you. We can get you safely from one cloud yeah. to another cloud really? without losing a single Actually, photo. Yeah. All of a sudden, feel like I'm in The Handmaid's Tale or something like that. We can get you we out. We can get you, you out. I've done it before. I'll have do you? it again. We'll get you yeah. across the border. I think that could be a very do good you know episode what, of Tech Talk. Get you. Let's get them out of Apple. But the thing that I don't get, and you know, I I do admire Apple and I love what they do. And I think I have this reputation as an Apple hater. That's not the case. I use an Apple Mac and I love the software that comes as standard. However, I just think it's so 
obnoxious and stupid to pay 1300 euro for a phone that you can't increase the memory of yes, yes. you can't put an SD card into it I'm like why and they're like oh cloud just use the cloud I'm like grand but if I'm in the back hole of nowhere in, in Ireland that doesn't have broadband you can go and shite with your upload to the cloud because the files are too big this is true I don't say that to, to Apple themselves I don't say you can go and shite <laughs> yeah I'm a bit more respectful we are actually going to talk a little bit about storage and stuff like that later on because we want to but coming back to kind of like how you got your job obviously yeah. last week the Leaving Cert results came out and then on Monday which is when this is going out the first round of CAO offers are going to be coming out as well so a glorious time a very nervous time I think for lots of young people across the country I also think it's a really interesting time because I think people like us who've been out of that for a while always reminisce about it so Orla do you remember that time were you nervous when you were getting your results yeah I um I was a last minute panicker in the leave insert. So from pretty much the age of about 10, I was, I think you were similar, I wanted to be a primary school teacher. That was always what I wanted to do. My mom was a teacher. A lot of my family were teachers. It was always what I wanted to do. I kind of thought I'd be great at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was about a week before the leave insert started and I just... I freaked out just totally freaked out about being a teacher or about the points Uh, both Uh, obviously there was there was demands with what Irish grade you needed to get to get into Mary Eye and things like that and I was freaking out that I wasn't going to get it a lot of my teachers were kind of repeatedly telling me I wasn't going to get it Um, and then there's that last minute do you drop to pass and all this kind of stuff it was horrible and then actually when I made the decision that do you know what maybe actually I don't want to be a teacher I went to a career guidance counsellor uh, like a week before my exams and she was like so you're fifth year yeah and I was like no 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 I'm, I'm leaving I'm doing the exams next week she was like why are you coming to me a week before the leaving cert I was like last minute panic and then did the, all those tests where they find what your strengths are and all that and she was like you're actually super creative like I don't know why you're thinking of going into a job like that when you should be going into an area like this and best decision I ever made like changed uh, changed my CEO uh, and like the relief of pressure because the course I was going for was significantly less points than teaching. So yeah. I had been prepping to reach a certain bar and I no longer needed to hit that bar. So I wouldn't say, no, I would say I completely just stopped. I just stopped. I was like, I'm done. I'm not doing any more study. I like, which I wouldn't recommend because my mother was just pulling hair out of her head. She was like, please, you're nearly there. You've only a week. Come on, come on. I, mean, yeah. I was like, feck it. I'm going to watch it home and away. Like I haven't seen it in months. Like <laughs> I think it's a, it's a stressful time for everybody. Family is included. But yeah. Jess, I read an article where you said, um, and I'm quoting you directly now, I wasn't the smartest in school, but I was good with computers and technology helped me find my voice. And now mm. it's my job. Yeah. So when you were in school, um, was this something that you thought could be your job at, at any point or no, no way like so I like I, I still don't fully believe that it's a job <laughs> like I'm doing it for years now and I'm still like oh I get away with this yeah. um, <laughs> but no I wanted to be a teacher I was the kid that I used to correct old copy books at home on the weekends like my brothers and sisters oh, that's copy really I was a dork um, and I kind of just had that in my head from when I was very very young so I never even contemplated another career at all Um, and then the CAO thing just didn't go my way and I remember and it's really weird because again another as you said another leaving cert day results thingy with Jake has just gone by and I remember on the day I sat in um, the car park of my school I went to Clos de and I sat in my mum's car and I remember thinking I'm never going to get over this devastation because the school kind of hammered home and it wasn't their fault they were trying to encourage us but like this is the biggest thing in your life to date this is going to set you on the path for life nobody had really told me that there was more than one way to get to where you wanted to be it was if you don't get the points for teaching 
you're not going to be a teacher that's not the case at all you can go and do arts and then go and do the thing afterwards like there are so many different ways but as it turns out you know I went on to do arts in UCD and I felt kind of I don't know, I felt lost in UCD from the second I w- walked in there because yeah. it's it's a grey jungle and, you know, a lot of people from my school went to UCD, but if they weren't around, it was the lonely, loneliest place in the world. And mm. I remember being in geography on in Theatre th- L and the lecturer said, take a look at the person to your left and take a look at the person to your right. You're probably never going to see them again because that's the scale of UCD. And yeah, I was big. like, oh, shit. And I don't, like... I'm very good. Like I travel on my own now and I know what I am and I know what I'm not. But that just felt very isolating. Like my school was very small. And when I was in school, again, tapping to the nerd in my six words, but I was the person that digitized our school library. And that is as nerdy as it sounds, right? But we developed a barcode system and then created a piece of software that we can put in and so that every book would be logged and then students could tag in the books. And and I did that entire thing on my own. Amazing. And you wanted to be a primary school teacher. You didn't think maybe tech. Well, no, because I didn't think it existed. But my point is that because I did that, everyone in the school knew me as that nerdy girl but I kind of had an identity and then when I went into UCD I kind of lost myself and I was like oh shit I don't know what I'm like like what do I want to do and Mm. so I I don't know where I came from but I had this mad idea that I wanted to see what radio was like and so I asked um, is it Belfield FM I think to you know can I have a go and they're like no (laughs) Uh, and then I wrote to every radio station in Ireland like literally hospital radio community radio national radio and the only person to get back to me was Newstalk and they were like you can make tea and coffee on the weekends for free and I was like yes please and that's how you got in and that's how I did it and I did it every every weekend for two years when I from when I was in the middle of first year right up until I got my full time job wow but speaking Belfield of that FM are kicking themselves I know. now <laughs> me now yeah they yeah. let one go but yeah. that soul crushing moment it is like I remember exactly where I opened my papers as well my CA or my results and yeah. I remember where my friends were like it was horrible I, I cannot I got mine online and see this, this I don't understand and this was years ago and it was a dial up and my brother made a call downstairs so I was like get off the phone yeah. I'm trying yeah. to get my leaving and don't the, the online results they don't come out until like midday or yeah. something yeah. and then the results in schools are released at 8am I could not have waited well I went to the institute so oh, okay. talk about not having an identity like they were, they were just like see ya so <laughs> we didn't even have a graduation there was yeah. nothing like that so um, but it, you know it, it's a grind school so they're not really not really into school spirit um, but I got the points that I needed for journalism which was the course so I think it's an interesting thing as well though being like the two of you kind of chose something and put it down on your CAO that you maybe weren't or you said that you weren't sure of right before I put down journalism because it was the only thing that I kind of ever wanted to do um, and I think I was lucky but I think asking 16, 17 and 18 year olds to decide what they want to do for the rest of their lives is Bonkers. It's yeah. so bonkers. I think it's yeah. so I think it's one of the things that sticks out in our education system yeah. as a huge flaw. But the one thing and I what's will also say, a flaw is the arts you know the way you said that you went and did an arts degree. Yeah. Sometimes arts degrees are looked down upon, but actually yeah. they're more in the same model as the American where you go and then you pick a major. Exactly. And which is right. I actually kinda yeah. liked that aspect of it. But again, I still didn't know what I did because everybody had told me that the leaving cert is when you decide what you want to do forever, which is total bullshit. I mean as no. I, this is this is my this is my my problem like 16 17 year olds deciding what they want to do for the rest of their life that's the problem that yeah. you're saying that sentence like that's the problem yeah. if you said this is what you're deciding to do for the foreseeable future but you can always change your mind that, you can yeah. change course you can change job it's you just can to drop- get a degree and like the thing is and I, I've only like I'm 29 now and so I've realised 
So I left college and I got a full-time job when I was 21 as a researcher on the Moncrief show. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to be a researcher for the rest of my life. And then I'm going to be a producer just before I die. And it's going to be great. And I thought that was going to be my career path. Mm. And then I started doing stuff on air and I was like, oh, maybe I'll do stuff on air. And so I, at 29, I'm still deciding what I want to do with the rest of my life. So what I would say to anybody who's having a wobble, because adults still have these wobbles now. Absolutely. I don't know a single person that is 100% this is me until the day I die. I don't know anybody like that. People can love their jobs, but they can always be looking for a side hustle. But never think that you are, like you're limited to to what you're doing now. There's always a way. But the best piece of advice that I was ever given was a teacher um, when I started in first year. She came up to me on my first day and she said to me that the only bit of advice I would give you is never say no to an opportunity. It doesn't matter if it's someone wanting you to sweep the floors or to go on a special school tour. Just say yes to everything because you never know where it will lead. And I took that on and I still have that attitude now. I will never say no to an opportunity, even if it means that I'm working mental hours or if it means that I'm you know, out of pocket or anything like that. I will always just say yes because you don't know where you're going to end up. And you meet people and you get to learn more about yourself than if you just, you know, kind of stayed in your little box and that was it for the rest of your days. Yeah, because obviously like News Talk saying to you, come and make tea and coffee at the weekends. Like maybe some people would look at that and say that's not a huge opportunity, but it really has like brought you to where you are I learned more in on those weekends than I had done like if you asked me anything I learned during secondary school or college I wouldn't be able to tell you but I could tell you that in the Newstock studio there's like a set of keys and if you know for whatever reason if a guest drops or if something bad happens you press the big green key and it goes to ads I absorbed all of this information sitting there as an unpaid intern making tea and coffee and that was my education that's like the foundation of my career now there are people who come in and they'll do like a week's work experience but you don't get to see what actually goes on you get to see how you know senior producers talk to ministers and you get to see what happens when the ball drops or you know if something bad happens on air you get to watch all of this in action when you're there every weekend yeah and it's more valuable to me than the piece of paper that's hanging in my mom's hall I think I actually don't know where my degree is as well. That oh, sometimes yeah. That now that she said that, I was like, Jesus, where is that thing? into my head. I literally mm. don't know where that piece of paper is. Um, but it, again, interesting. Like I've also never been asked to show it. So yeah, it I, I like ID going into a club. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I could be lying. I, I'm, I'm not lying. I do, but I don't know where it is. Orla, what do you think about? Um, and we're going to take a break in a minute. But what do you think about? the people maybe in the media and stuff who talk about the results that they got in ugh, I'm, I'm kind of torn about this one because I, okay, I, I think you know what yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about right yeah. so I think it's really important and I think the conversation has moved on now from this is the most important thing you do everybody knows now which is good and anybody who's getting their CEO offers this week and who doesn't get what they want there are alternatives that you can do and there's lots of resources out there to get to where you want to be but I don't know how I feel about the people who are usually celebrities and maybe influencers who are saying I got 150 points in my leaving cert and now I get to do this, this, this and this. I, I do think it's important to let... To value the system. Yeah. Well, I think it's important to let like young people know like I actually did need my degree to get to the job yeah. that got you me can to see where I am. You can see the intent though. And I, I, I think I know, I know the, the thought process behind it of like 
you're in school if, and if it's anything like my, my experience and what it sounds like your experience was it was a high pressure situation yeah. teachers are kind of making out as if this is it now if you fail here you've failed life you might as well just go home yeah. and never go to college and never get a job and, and just live with your is, mom for the rest yeah, of your days and that is not a good message yes exactly and I time, think very few people make it as celebrities and yes. influencers and I but think I think that's, that's what they're trying to, to do they're trying yeah. to like balance out that conversation but again like you say this is a very niche market and with so many people already like I mean like how to be an influencer and blogging and things is now being taught in colleges in America and things like that people now think of this as like a career path and maybe it is for some people if you're lucky enough to be a person that kind of but attracts that attention succeed, or more people fail than succeed and like anyone who's going to be an influencer it's the same with the YouTube if you look at the YouTube model now people like Zoella and Pointless Blog and all that kind of stuff anybody who's going to make it on big scale and be able to buy a big fuck off mansion in the middle of nowhere like that ship has sailed the transparency thing with the whole blogging and vlogging and insta fame and all that stuff I think the time is is kind of coming to an end on that and so I I do agree with you that I can see the value in the message that they're trying to put Mm -hmm. out there but I also think, like, you know yourself, you know when you're having a crap day and you're in bad form and says some, and someone says, oh, should cheer up. Like, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. worst thing you can say yeah. to someone who's yeah. in bad form. Yeah. And I think when somebody's sitting the leaving cert, me going, sure, it doesn't matter anyway. No. Like, that's not helpful and it's not productive. If you want to genuinely help someone, put your email address up on your Twitter page and say, do you know what? If you're up shit creek without a paddle, give me an email and I'll try and help you out and I'll introduce you to people or I'll, you know, do something. Be productive and proactive rather than just trying to be Oprah Winfrey of Dublin. Exactly, because like one of the, the things that I would worry about is if these messages are going across, like I can just imagine like mothers and fathers and people having like kids come in and go, well I, I want to be an influencer, I'm going to make like two grand a month just on affiliate links so I don't actually need to study for the last yeah. kind of few weeks and stuff and that's the kind of subculture I suppose and the other side of it so it's important to make sure that people know that there are lots of different options and you don't have to like you're making a decision at 16, 17, 18 but that's not maybe what you're going to do in 10 years time it's not life and that's fine but at the same time don't trust that you might make it as yeah, and I just think it's a dangerous it's a dangerous career path to like but I also actively choose. There yeah. are people though who are that that young age and they know that college is not for them because they have an entrepreneurial spirit. And so like there's nothing wrong with going down the uh, the apprentice route or you know trying to set up a business. I've met, I've interviewed some incredible 19, 20 year olds who ditched college and have focused on their own thing. So I don't think we have just the the nerds who go to college and then we have the the wannabes who are going to try and become influencers. There's a whole big in the middle of that Venn diagram yeah. of brilliant brains who education just doesn't suit education didn't suit me yeah. it didn't cater to what I am or you know anything that I needed really but I kind of went through it for the life experience because nobody would take orders from a 21 year old or a 20 year old so you have to kind of pay your dues to a certain degree yeah. but I just think we need to acknowledge that you know education isn't the be all and end all but it's also not something you should just utterly disregard because someone with 100,000 followers on Instagram said yeah. so yeah. I would say the same like my course was a four year course I would say three and a half of those years was wasted I don't don't know what I picked up in three and a half years I did did terrible in college but again it wouldn't have opened the doors that it did for me I mean Mm, me sending in an application being from the back arse in Cork not knowing anyone in Dublin no strings to pull no connections in any industry here up in Dublin like the course is what got me in the door like for me now that's not everyone and college isn't the door the key for everybody either but for me I know uh, I wouldn't have had 
I wouldn't have had that entry point if I didn't have a degree on, on my CV when I sent it in. But again, like you said, if you asked me to remember half the stuff I did there, yeah. I couldn't. Most of what I learned was through societies, radio society and film society and things like that. Like that was where I learned the most of it, not actually inside in the lecture hall. Yeah. So it's just, it's. I feel like it's just deciding what's right for you, talking to people that you think can give you a genuine, a genuine a bit of advice on it rather than just schools who, and I'm not, I don't want to brush all schools under this either because there's probably some great career guidance counsellors in schools across the country. For me personally, it wasn't that conversation of like, look, if it doesn't happen this way, there's 5,000 other ways you can go in. But is this the right way for you? Like, is college the right decision for you? Is going to university going to help you here? Or can you just go out and start working? Or can you go off and get experience or whatever? I'd like to think that things have changed. I never spoke to a career guidance counsellor in Mm. my entire secondary school life. I did. We had a good one in my school, to be fair, which is good. And I think it differs with every school. But I do think, though, if you are, again, you could be an adult, you can be in your mid-twenties listening to this that going I still don't know what I want to do find somebody who's doing something that you think is interesting yeah. yeah, and email them like I still do that now I, when I was in New York last week I emailed loads of Irish people living in New York and I was like hey yeah do you want to have a coffee and a catch up and we'll just <laughs> yeah. see what end, like what happens yeah. and I ended up getting some great interviews out of it great contacts yeah. people for the most part if somebody is sound they will help you. Absolutely. And I would never ignore an email from somebody going, look, I want to get into radio, but I don't know how. Again, I don't have all the answers. I can't magic a job out of thin air. What I can do is I can tell you what happened to me and, you know, cross my fingers on your behalf that that'll happen to you. So don't be afraid to reach out to someone going, listen, I don't know what's going on. I don't know where I'm going. Can we talk it out? And for the most part, I have, like, I could probably count on one hand the amount of people who haven't emailed me back when I have cold emailed them looking for advice, for support or just looking to hear you know how they did what they did yeah. I would never ever be afraid to cold email yeah. someone I so echo that as well yeah. anyone that really I've ever reached out to yeah and usually people like you say are so genuinely yeah. willing to give their time and give any bit of Maybe not even advice maybe but just life experience Tell that they've picked stories. up yeah. Yeah. and a lot of those people have become some of my closest friends that I still go to now if I've kind of got a decision to make or I'm confused about something or yeah. just want to have and, a chat and about relax things. as well like you're going to be working for a huge amount of your life yeah. your career is going to take twists and turns that you won't even expect so yeah. don't think that everything is Life tied, is not life. Tied you know up I mean? with a little bow now. I'm feeling a bit stressed. <laughs> now, right, we're going to take a very short break because Orla's feeling stressed. We will be back in literally three seconds, so just keep listening. Did you know that we are now releasing bonus features of Girls With Goals every week? And this week we interviewed Bewitched so you can go and find Girls With Goals on all of the places that you get your podcast apps and also all 45 plus episodes are now available on Spotify as well. So go have a listen. Okay, let's talk about tech. Woo! Let's talk about technology. So I thought you were going to say I've tech never, knowledge. I was like, I don't have any. I've never heard the word being said like that before. <laughs> that was a weird break. Real glam. Today. I don't know why I said it like that. Listen, let's run with it. We've made such a thing of it now as well. Yeah. So. Me and Orla were discussing this only recently. We were talking about the problems that we face when it comes to our phones mostly and no. apps and storage and stuff like this. So I've gotten into a terrible rut now of deleting apps that I know I won't be needing for for that particular day and then reinstalling them it's so awful when I need them so for example if I'm not going to be on the dart I'll delete Spotify and because it'll free up some space and then I because I'll only what phone do you have I have an iPhone what iPhone I have an iPhone 6S 
Okay, that is not a cheap piece of technology and yet you're compromising on how you use it. That's utter bullshit. Throw it out the window oh and buy a phone for 300 euro I'm that you can put a memory card in and don't, like, just live your bloody life. You're I'm so a slave glad you went to the Apple... Th- like, no. Okay, so... I'm not having this. So I delete Spotify. Oh my God, I'm in so much trouble. And I also... Um, <laughs> the two of us are like, oh God. So I delete Spotify and another thing that I do, I'll delete WeTransfer because I have to download videos sometimes for work. So then I'll delete WeTransfer as well. I know that ultimately if I delete Instagram and WhatsApp, for example, I'll have all the storage in the world, but I can't yeah. do that because I literally use them all the time. So Orla, do you want to take this now? Because hey, I'm uh, so glad you went first there because I feel like it was a hard fall. Uh, oh no, I've still got more in me, go. Very, very similar. I knew buying my phone that there was no expansion storage. What phone storage. do you have? <laughs> God. Just like, just like an S6. For Christ's sake, answer. I, okay, yeah. A Samsung S6? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a much softer reaction there. Like, uh, it's like you tried, but you still failed. I know, I know. Yeah. Well, it was all I could afford at the time and yeah. I thought I was being real top market. But anyway, no, no expandable storage, so I'm the same. I, it's the only one of the S range that doesn't have the expandable I know, storage. I know. You know that, but right? But it was just when the S7 had been released. I couldn't afford that shit. I was like, I want top of the line but I don't want top of my price range so the S6 was where I went okay. and I was like I can manage a 64 gig here I can totally no. do with this apparently I can't you no. delete store. You delete apps as well yeah that's like no my name is Orla and I delete apps on a daily basis <laughs> no, but c- do you not see how ludicrous it is that you've paid out money these phones mm. both of those phones would have cost at least 400 euro right mm-hmm. at least 400 euro are you on bill pay yeah yeah Okay, so you're continuing to pay for that phone in your monthly subscription and you're not using it properly. Like, it's it's getting in the way. The fact that you even have to consider that you have to delete apps is bonkers to me. And that is the exact point I was trying to make in part one about the issues I have with Apple. That's utter bullshit. So I was in Woody's the other day and... Um, Rant over. <laughs> <laughs> for Looking now. at some garden furniture <laughs> and... <laughs> I was in Woody's the other day and I was at the... It was like my third time in Woody's um, that day. It's driving me crazy. But anyway, and I went to the till and I noticed that they have Nokia's on sale mm. beside the till. Like um, you're talking 3310, old yeah, school, 30 snake 310, 3210s mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was so tempted to buy one. But then I don't like, I just, I can't see a way out. But surely... She's holding a lot of stress in her face right yeah, now. My jaw is hurting. <laughs> yeah. I'm like biting down so hard. So does it bother you then? Like, does it bother you when you hear stories of this? Because yeah. I know it's probably that I have like 1,800 unread emails. I've got about 1,400 like text messages that I don't read. Like, I know that I'm not good at sorting out my tech. But you've paid hundreds of euro for a phone. You should be able to have unread emails if you want to have... Well, that would stress me out as well. But you should be able to have multiple apps on your phone. Like, this is... It, it's not about a compromise. If you went and bought I think it's the Huawei P smartphone it's around 230 euro that has a slot in that you can put a memory card in it and for 230 euro you would never have to delete an app again Wow! I mean it's not there's so much selection out there now it's not you know hundreds and hundreds almost a thousand euro to get an average phone you can get the bog standard phones you can buy a cheap Huawei Y6 for around 99 euro again put an SD card in it expand your memory move everything across back your contacts up to your like Oh, it's so simple. So if you have your <laughs> iPhone, right? If we back up all your contacts to your... Let's, uh, let's do that. I think we should do that right now, should we? Will we do I, I can do it. I can do it. I don't mind. So if you back up all your contacts to your Gmail account, right? Okay. Then that you have them. They're all stored. If you have all your photographs in your iCloud, not a problem. Absolutely grand. Keep them there for now. Sure, treat yourself. No problem. Then what you do is you get your new phone, okay. move to Android, because Android is the only platform that will allow you to expand your memory, unlike iOS, which is just really frustrating. Okay. And then you just download your contacts, uh, 
because it'll have it in your Gmail so they'll all be there you can move your photos across if you wish or you can leave them in the iCloud there's no challenge there's no challenge you get I never look at them anyway exactly I don't even know why I have them why do we take can I ask a question why do we take videos at concerts uh, that we'll never watch back oh, or like videos so of matches or, or you know what I mean have yeah. you ever watched back a video no. you've taken at a concert I definitely have not I no was way. at Slane and, the, and when uh, Guns N' Roses were doing Sweet Child of Mine uh, there was a guy in front of me and I had really good seats we were sitting up the side and there was a guy in front of me and he held his phone up so I watched Sweet Child of Mine through his phone screen <laughs> because yeah, I'm yeah. short and the I clarity was great though I'd imagine oh he, it was a shite phone oh, okay. it was one of your iPhone things yeah, but yeah, like yeah. it was so <laughs> frustrating Shame. it was yeah. so frustrating iPhone shade. Um, I, I just I don't get it, and the sound quality is always crap on those yeah. videos as well. Yeah, my brothers went to uh, a McGregor fight like last year, and they thought it was bonkers that they they'd look around, everyone was just filming it yeah. with with their with their phones or whatever. And those those matches can be what? Oh, is it a match? Is a f- I don't know. Whatever the fight. terminology is, <laughs> can be like thirty seconds or less, right? Yeah, and you're literally recording it through your phone when it's going to be up on YouTube in the space of 10 minutes anyway like Like, why would you be like look at my crap quality video of McGregor there winning a fight why don't you just go on YouTube why do you do that there's the whole thing of living your life at the time when you're living it and not yeah and that's not not the reason I think it's stupid though not being behind a screen and and all that kind of stuff which takes us nicely into yeah digital detox if we were talking about digital detox right I personally think that digital detox is a myth I don't think Think that it's a real thing and I think that everybody who shites on about it are just doing it for the actual like insta likes of the whole thing which mm-hmm. is a, a kind of a stupid oxymoron in itself um, I've tried I don't know how people do that I don't know how people can put their phone in one room and be in another room when they wake up because I have don't kill me Jess I have 52 alarms on my mm-hmm. phone and um, I, just, I, I don't even want to look at her to be honest why do you have 52 alarms <laughs> on your phone okay I went around I did a little scurry around the office to find out how many people have what what kind of alarms Jade Hayden who's a writer for her daddy has one alarm on her phone see so this same. I couldn't trust yeah, I could okay. not live my life that way Rachel no. our commercial director has 172 alarms on her phone um, I have 52 so for what? just for like just Everything. just things you know I've got one at like 650 705 710 815 820 he forgets to eat her dinner unless she sets an alarm. Eight twenty-five. I do have one at seven fifty p.m. I don't know what that one was for. I can't remember it. Um, but this is what I mean. So, like, my phone is pretty much it. It tells me to do things. I feel like she's rethinking coming on the podcast she's like I'm surrounded by idiots (laughs) so what about digital detox do you think that it's a real thing have you ever done one I think it's a bit of a a buzzwordy thing Mm -hmm. and I think like my favourite thing is when people post up on Instagram the picture of them going fishing and you're like going fishing back in two weeks you're like nobody would have missed you you're grand like (laughs) calm down (laughs) I think if you have to make a song and dance about taking time out from social media you need to have a chat with yourself. The worst one is like a holiday pick and it's like out of office. All right, like, like calm down. But they're do. But that's like the ho- that's not out of office because you're you're posting it on social media and saying yeah. gone fishing. By the yeah. way, you're doing it on social media, so it's like, just like just just disappear. You're grand. So what I do now is when I go on holidays, I don't go on social, and that is I'm a like conscious that. decision that I've made because I told the story the other day actually. But I so two years I I was the classic millennial snowflake person glued to their phone, didn't like pee without Instagramming 
doing it like I was that bad and uh, when I was at home two years ago on Christmas Eve I was at my mum and dad's house and I was eating a cheese board living my best life and I looked at Twitter I kind of forgot about it forgot about my phone because I was like watching Miracle on 34th Street just you know living You're the dream really painting a picture here oh, the cheese board Miracle on 34th I am like a pig and shit on Christmas oh, I do it well it. but I kind of looked at my phone after a few hours because I forgot about it and there was a few people tweeting me going like looking for last minute gift recommendations and you know I bought my son this phone what should I do with it and all that kind of stuff and I started to get palpitations I was like oh my god I've let these people down because I didn't get back to them straight away yeah. and I caught myself and I was like hang on a second I play with phones and talk about them nobody's going to die if I don't get back to them within three hours and I realised that you know there's nothing life saving people can live without you know seeing what I'm listening to on Spotify and so from that point I become I wouldn't say I use my phone less. I'm just very aware of when I'm using it a lot. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, I, when I'm going to dinner now, I would put it in my bag and I don't have it on the table. There was a long time where I would always have my phone in my eye line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a weird thing that I was never consciously doing it. Yeah. It just became second nature. So now what I do is I do try to have a phone free hour. That was one of my New Year's resolutions. Okay, that's, oh, well, that's so, a good tip. Yeah. yeah. So what I do is when I go home from work, because again, like with emails and with calls and with texts and with everything, you can just get bombarded so I turn my phone off for an hour a day when I go home I also and this is the best tip I can give anybody living in the digital age mm. turn off the red notifications for the you know the, the like the symbol of how many unread messages you have on all of your apps Yeah, can you, you can turn that, that off on, on your phone and it is the best thing because it would stress me out if yeah. I would wake up in the morning and I'd look at my emails there'd be 32 unread emails I'd be like oh my god I'm not that important so I never have that high a number it's always single it's mostly digits, spam it's so like, you know, I don't have device. my work emails on my phone and that was kind of a conscious decision that mm. I made when I came here which was like a year and a half ago now because in my last job um, my work emails would just go and so I found myself working just through the entire day yeah. so I don't have my work emails on my phone now it's a small thing but I would imagine that I would look at my phone 10 times more if I did like that I want to know like what you guys do the very first thing when you wake up like what do you do I go on Instagram yeah I, I turn off my alarms because having the little clock there on the top of the screen would just frustrate me so, so you just so you're on your phone I turn off my 487 thing. alarms and then I I'm only messing there's only three <laughs> awkward um, and then I go on Instagram to feel bad about my life uh, no. double tap on pretty much everything in the news feed and then so you go on the first thing you do when you wake up you're still in bed and you're on Instagram yeah. Jess what about you yeah so I would turn off my one alarm uh, which I usually wake up before because I'm a good girl <laughs> and uh, then I would always open my WhatsApp because I don't have notifications for WhatsApp so I just go in there check that everything's okay then I just ch- open my emails and then get out of bed so I, I'm on the phone straight away mm. yeah but I mean the thing is is that this is what I'm talking about like I, I don't know anybody who isn't on their phone straight away yeah. when they wake up Carl Henry is a big fan of setting the one alarm, not 95, and having the phone outside yeah, your bedroom. I couldn't do this. I wouldn't trust it. No. So this is what he said. How do you wake up? How does he wake up, Carl Henry? He said that you like you hear the phone because it's outside your room. So if you just leave it outside your bedroom door and you're more like on inclined, the ground. Yeah. Like. And you're more inclined to get out of bed after the first alarm because you wanted to shut up. So I get this. I get the thought process of if you have to get up then physically to turn yeah. it off. But I the level of stress I would feel throughout the night that I wouldn't hear the alarm. You see, that's really bad. And that's a sign then that you need to kind of just switch off and step back a little bit because oh yeah I know that yeah, yeah. like I just think once it gets to the thing where and that's the thing 
that happened to me on Christmas when I felt a physical yeah. and, and mental impact of not getting back to people on yeah. Twitter. I was like, ah, here now. This is not healthy. Sometimes, sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night paranoid that I haven't set my three alarms and I'll have to check that I've set them and at the right time and then I'll have to double check my rotor to make sure I'm on the right shift that I thought I was on and it's all a very horrible experience. My favourite thing that ever happens and it happens twice a year is when the clocks change and I, oh. I get about four texts from friends going come here to me does my phone automatically change the time? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't trust yes, it. Yes it does but if in doubt Google what time is it and Google will tell you the time. We have little uh, like little pound shop clocks and I don't use them for the majority of the year but those two days pop there's a battery a, in set it to the right time there's a clock sorted. in my car and I never change it so that like it's always bound to be right well ultimately it's going to get back on track yeah. eventually yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have to wait like six months in car clocks are good crack aren't they you'll get into some car clocks and what time of the day is it at all you've no idea because nobody bothers with them <laughs> Do you car clocks are great crack aren't yeah, they yeah do you not you do not find that no I also, don't drive I don't have a like car like my brother's car is like I think I got into his car once he was bringing me to work and it was like obviously maybe it's half seven eight o'clock in the morning and it was about 4.36 or something on the clock and I'm like Brian would you not change that is that not stressing you out that you don't know what time I'm like, no I know what time it is I was like well what time is it and he's like it's 7.54 and I was like how do you know that and he's like because I know that it's 7 hours and 36 minutes and I'm like would you not that. just change it I like, like the stress of it actually my Mac at the moment is doing a fun thing where the time is right um, but when it sends me emails for meetings it's an hour earlier I'm getting that too can I just say that what can we've called crack and fun has yeah, been really disappointing the settings on your Outlook and change the time zone on your Outlook. Are but we really disappointing you right now? Why is the time zone on my Outlook different and then the actual time on my Mac isn't different? Because you might have changed it or it might not have changed when the daylight savings things change. It's an easy fix. <laughs> I feel like we shouldn't be admitting we're every okay. flaw to her because she's going to just think we're incapable. Okay, of so I was, I was reading this thing on The Guardian and it's by Tanya Goodwin, right? And she's the founder of this digital detox specialist that's called Time to Log Off. And she gives people a seven day way that you can digital detox entirely right so I don't I'm know skeptical. the first one that you do is you oh no sorry I was like delete all social media apps from your phone that's not what you do on the first day we'd die <laughs> day one leave your phone outside your bedroom yep. ah, overnight yep. get an alarm clock or turn up the volume on your phone so you can hear its alarm easily from your bed through the door he must have read this continue this all week okay I'm going to try that I'm not I'm not. I just couldn't. Okay. Um, okay, so day two, put your phone in a central place when you return home and go to the location of the phone rather than carrying it around with you if you need to check yeah, it. that is so a good thing. Put that somewhere, like mm. maybe put it on the kitchen counter. I do it out of necessity though because I usually have to tr- like throw it on to charge or something. So I'll go up oh, to my bedroom, okay. put it on charge and then I'll go around the house. for. And that's actually the one time of day where I'm quite happy not to have my phone on me for a while because yeah, I think you just come home yeah. from work you've been on your laptop all day so you headspace so yeah. you've moved on now to day three and then that's take work email off your phone to notify everyone in advance that you're going to do this would you be able to do that I don't think I could like I'm doing it mm-hmm. I could I don't think anybody again would care if I don't get back to an email Straight 12 away. hours later yeah. but I do like one of my things is answering emails on the Lewis on the way into work okay. because it kind of sets me up good for the day I, I'm not going in and like the first task being yeah, doing because uh, there's a lot of admin in my job in terms of you know getting products in for review and sending them back and it's it's usually kind of like okay cool yeah. which takes 30 seconds or 2 seconds so I don't mind doing that on the Lewis so I don't think I would get rid of, of my emails from my phone I don't 
it doesn't stress me out like it used to. I remember okay. when I was a researcher on Moncrief and I took my very first holiday, which was like a big thing. I remember having a panic attack about, you know, going off on holidays and letting people down by not being on, in the office and sitting on the beach in Mohaca answering emails about, you know, interviews that could be set up in three weeks time, which is such a bad habit to get into. Bad habits, yeah. But I think as you get older and like it's something that I'm trying to do is like get a bit smarter about it and look is this person like could this be a phone call and if it could be a phone call wait until they call you if it's that urgent they'll pick up the phone yeah Um, I had a falling out with a guy one time he sent me a really dickish email so he sent me an email on on like a Thursday for example and it was like a a pitch about an, an item and this was only last year and I didn't get back to him do you know why because I was fucking busy so I didn't get back to him and then the next morning he emailed me going uh, Jess an update question mark oh my god and I was like oh, per the above email brace yourself on like mm. do not do that like it's not cool. I had to explain to him that you, you can't expect like your email is not the it might be the top of your priority list you might be waiting to take get Jess Kelly to respond to an email off your to-do list but that is so far down my to-do list and I think there's this arrogance there now whereby we all think that we're the most important person in the world and what we have on our agenda is more important than what anybody else has on their agenda and I hate that and so now I purposely like not purposely but on days when I'm busy I don't get back to emails I will get back to them I think it it happened to you when you emailed me initially I didn't have time to get back to you on the first day so I got back to you the next day and I remember I was just never never. never. it's not out of rudeness it's just like we all have shit going on and the next day when you responded I think you actually did apologise for getting back Mm. to me so late and I was just like no that's brilliant like thank you so much for coming back to me it wasn't about that like I'm sure that you get a, a lot of emails but everybody about, does and like yeah. it's just a case of like and I do I always do apologize because I'm not a rude person I would never be like you're not important enough to get a reply but it's just that I have other things other priorities yeah. or maybe I'm having a bad day mm. or maybe I'm feeling unwell and I've gone home early like don't ever send a dickish follow up never because what you're going to do then is get a bad vibe from that person and it's going to become this really hostile thing what so did the guy texting though what like the he guy can't do? convey yeah. like yeah. He, he called and apologised he's like oh that, that's just my way and I was like I don't care that's not okay no, he was like I was trying to be funny and I was like okay firstly don't have time for your humour secondly you can't retone an email so just don't be a dick yeah. like you could have called me and be listen, like and be jokey over the phone when I can read the tone of your voice mm. but what happened was I opened my email account and the first thing I saw was you implying that I was dropping the ball by not getting back to you in a really snarky tone about something that didn't actually matter yeah. and it escalates to a level then that's just unnecessary like it doesn't but need that's why to get hostile like so that's why I call I think stuff sarcastic emails are the absolute worst thing they are unless it's your best friend or someone that yeah. you get on really yeah, well yeah, with there yeah. are certain people that I would deal with a lot and I can be jokey and I can yeah. be whatever yeah. but this is someone that I'd never met in person before not okay yeah. and it was something that was not urgent and it yeah. was not I, I mean I don't know I, I just have a big bugbear well, it was about an expe- people it was an expectation <laughs> technology and how <laughs> they communicate no but like people had, and how they articulate themselves in the yeah. digital world I just think you have to see things from other people's point of view and yeah. you know as I said we, we are the I wanted that yesterday generation mm. that's what we are and everything is so fast paced and I would never I would encourage other people just to take a step back and go do you need to get back to this email right now mm. 
if not do something more important like have lunch yeah I keep my work email on my phone simply as like a heads up because I find like it's I would never I would never I usually don't respond to anything but it's more just you might get something in in the evening that you're like okay I must do that in the morning and it's kind of a reminder of yourself rather than landing into work and then you're like crap I didn't plan to do that now this morning but I can do it now or whatever you know it's just I just find it less stressful because I can kind of see what's coming in and as well because we work shift hours we're not here nine to six so we're not shutting off when everyone else is shutting off I think it's important to know that these are obviously just one person's rules and you don't have to follow but the next one though on day four go out to dinner lunch or to an evening event slash gym session and leave your phone behind so that's kind of what you do you yeah, keep leave your it phone. in my bag yeah, yeah, yeah you keep it behind which is a good so one so that drives me mad when people are on their phones like, when you're at a meal or a dinner yeah, yeah, yeah. or something Dro- like now, that yeah. if someone said to me at the outset like I'm waiting on a call or, or there's I'm something going on kids or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that you You'd can totally like, forgive that yeah. of course use your phone but if someone is sat there playing Candy Crush while well, I haven't seen you or in six months or checking in on Facebook I'm like lads you could do that afterwards I'm like we really don't need to be here I don't think people that has happened Candy Crush in front of you if you're sitting there just having a conversation with happened yeah. that's grim yeah. I think that might say more about yeah, me as dinner company say, yeah, than anything else yeah. but I'm like I would if someone had some reason to be on their phone Jesus I would not say a word of course if there's something important going on have your phone there it's yeah. grand it's the mindless scroll yeah. that kills me I'm You're like just arsing around on your phone <laughs> there's like. definitely something that we could be talking about yeah. as opposed to both scrolling or else on let's Instagram. just go home yeah. or, or just cancel just, plans because that is my favourite thing yeah. to happen like okay so day, day five oh, keep your phone on airplane mode as a default all day take it off this mode only when you need to use it no. I've started doing that overnight because uh, fellow Samsung user you'll understand the little light that flickers when you have a notification yeah. and you I, can turn I, that off you know oh Jesus you turn the notifications off which Jess told us about earlier the but LED light you can turn the LED I don't but then I'd have to turn it back on because I like having them during the day so I think airplane mode airplane mode airplane mode is the handiest way yeah to that is a good way to do it okay yeah, grand oh, in the bud. Yes. You, get a, you get a half star for that the relief there now she I don't, agreed with me I don't even put it on airplane mode when I'm on an airplane so um, Ooh, oh rebel Jesus <laughs> taking your life <laughs> in your hands there Nate. because I forget and I don't think the plane's going to drop out of the sky I'm sorry I don't know I'm not well, getting on a plane with you let's anymore let's just watch your travel itinerary for the next six months no to anyone who's flying with Neve don't day six and seven your complete digital detox keep your phone switched off and put away from 7pm Friday to 8am Monday listen that sounds absolutely sensational that sounds like the goals however if you are a human living in 2018 Mm. it's not that practical not practical that would cause more stress than it would save for me I honestly think my parents might report me missing yeah exactly if I was gone from Mm. Friday at 7pm until Monday at 9am it would be a serious thing of you haven't been on Instagram where the the hell are you and so I'm not advocating that I'm saying let people know where you are because that's how people yeah. get in touch with people as well but I think some of those points are really really valid some of them are and I just think it's like you know I, I do kind of scoff a little bit which I know is very unlike me but at <laughs> these social media experts and digital detox well, gurus like you said it's become a buzzword because it's just mm. it's so new and like I would never claim well, yes I'm a tech correspondent but I don't claim to know everything about technology what I do is I break things and learn how to fix them and then articulate what happened Yeah, I, I just think these people who are saying you know, this is the best way to live your life absolutely grand if you have no family obligations if you have nobody in your life that's ill or has got something going on if you've got like it's just I don't think it's a very practical thing to to do and I also think that you know the best thing we can do is maybe like look at our own usage and make tweaks rather than these dramatic changes so even if it is doing a phone free hour or if it is I do like that idea I think I'm going to adopt that even though I do do it in the evenings when I come home yeah you probably do it naturally already but it's just it's a mental like bookend in my day I'm like okay 
an hour and as well for our jobs we live on our computers we live on our phones like we couldn't just turn off our phones from the minute we finish at the end of the week to the start it just you couldn't do it ironically I think there's an app that you can download that can like shut your phone off that can show you your usage now I think it's called called Moments I think it's called Moments and and like that's ironic but like it it will show you like how many times a day you pick up your phone and stuff like this so maybe that's a good starting point it's a bad starting point but it's a good starting yeah. point There's as an in app called Checky that I use so I went on a trip um, to Paris I was on a, away for a day and on those trips you kind of have a lot of time to kill or whatever and there's this app called Checky that I had on my phone and it told me that I unlocked my phone 487 times in a day shit that's like literally picking it up and un- unlocking it yeah and I realised again that I kind of do it almost as a nervous tick it's just that's why I, when I came in I put my phone on my on the floor because yeah, it's just like this like my phone's over minus. there and it's weird yeah. that I'm yeah. not able to just go my like that. My housemate is building a forest uh, so oh. you can lock your phone. I think I was telling you about this, Neve. So when you lock your phone you pick a tree that you want to plant or whatever and then you have to leave your phone locked to let the tree oh, grow. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, if you yeah, unlock yeah. it before the tree has fully grown the tree dies. You've then you live with that. that on your conscious for like the rest of your life. So she's like building this really gorgeous forest at the minute. I think she has like 400 trees or something in it. She's really proud I of it. I used that for half a day and I was like fuck I know. I don't care about these fake trees. Oh, okay, it's a fake tree. Oh, no, there's not someone going out planting trees for her, like, ringing up some guy. All right, go. And as well, she couldn't leave her phone locked for the length of time it would take a tree to grow. Sorry, I thought it was a real thing. 600 years later. Yeah. It's a nice idea, though. It is a nice idea, and she loves showing off her, her, like, digital forest to people. Don't read it. That was weird. That sounds a bit weird. I had a weird eye contact with you when I said that, and I felt it was odd. Right, ladies, I'm going to have to let you go. Jess, tell us before you go, what's coming up? What can people expect from Tech Talk in the next few weeks? Give us a little bit of a, are you going to be testing any flying cars or anything like that? Do you do that? Did you test a Tesla? Yeah, so that was on last week's show. So we went for, I don't drive, uh, but I have Luca Fuelon, who's our motor motor mouth. Um, He took a Tesla S100D for a test drive, which is a swanky car. It was 140,000 euro, and I felt guilty for sitting in it because I was not worthy. 140,000 yeah. for a Tesla. And so what are, why why is it 140 grand? Because it's an electric vehicle. So the, the key things with this are the, the battery life. So it prob- it has one of the, the biggest ranges uh, for an electric vehicle. So I think it's like 500 kilometres. It's very cool that when you approach the car, if you have the key in your pocket, the door handles pop out to meet you. So unless oh, you have the keys, greeting. there are no... Yeah. Um, yeah, door handles there's also a big old monitor in the middle of the screen so where you would usually have like the radio and the aircon dial is just a big iPad screen it's huge uh, so you can google things you can do like the maps you can connect your phone you can do everything on this big screen beyond that it's just another car so it's like a smart car essentially yeah but we were kind of like the bottom line was that we were quite unimpressed by it because there are only two or three um, like fast charging points for Tesla because they have their own type of charger connection um, uh, in the country which is a pain in the face so (laughs) listen listen to the show it's a great listen I've told you everything that's in it but sure you know find the podcast anyway give us a extended cut Tech Talk on News Talk thank you so much to Jess Kelly for coming in and thank you so much to Orla Condon as well Shane Dempsey was on sound and Dermot Cronin was helping out as well behind the scenes I'm Neve Mara and we'll chat to you next week 